Welcome to the Born Unbreakable Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Des, mindset motivator and lifestyle entrepreneur. From lost trauma, disappointments, and devastation to healing hope and betterment, what has grounded me is my unbreakable spirit. We all have that spirit within us. Every week, I'm here to inspire you with stories of perseverance and growth. My mission is to help you crush self-limiting beliefs and to be unapologetically you. You are your only limit, so take action today. Let your unbreakable ride begin now. This episode is brought to you by Brossery. More than just bra straps, the accessory I love. With styles from dainty to daring, you will too. Click the link in the description or go to brossery.com and use promo code BUSHIP to get free shipping on your order today. Welcome back, everyone, to the Born Unbreakable podcast. I'm here with a, I guess you might say, a follow-up episode because last week I had the good fortune of interviewing the intern coordinator for Hashtag I Can Help, who talked about all her amazing experiences of her six-year journey through being a part of such an amazing nonprofit. And today I have the queen... None other than Kim Carr herself, the co-founder of Hashtag I Can Help. And, you know, far beyond that, I would say, is Kim through these th- through the years for me has become a friend. She's become an entrepreneurial partner. Um, she's become a sounding board for me in this space where actually both of us are navigating this interesting world of branding, finding ourselves, being on what I would call an evolving journey through being a creator, uh, you know, a content creator, mm-hmm. um, and honestly being somebody you know, we're both people who want to inspire others in some way. So, so my relationship with Kim on the show is multifaceted. So it's just, it's an honor to have a conversation with her because I think it's multidimensional. Um, so yes, she's here as the founder of Hashtag I Can Help, but I'm hoping we can have an enriching conversation today that will help anybody who is on their journey too. Um, to become a better version of themselves in whatever it is that they're trying to bring their greatness to the world in um, and figure out, you know, together how we can collectively inspire the audiences that we are trying to uplift. So welcome, Kim. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Des, for having uh, having me on here and having Alexa, my my favorite human ever. So that was awesome to hear her podcast. Oh, she's amazing. And so I have to say this, and it's going to be embarrassing, but that's kind of what I do. This is Kim's birthday week. And so not only do I have the honor of talking to Kim and getting all kinds of good stuff out of this conversation, but I, we actually get to celebrate Kim, which is even cooler. So it's actually been Kim Fest since the weekend as she's celebrating another phenomenal year of life and influence on the world. So I just want to, I just want to throw that out there. If people hear this and feel like so compelled to just send her messages, you know, drop her a DM, throw a comment on her Facebook or something. I mean, that'd be pretty dope too. Just saying. I love it. Yes. Happy Kim Fest, everybody. Happy Kim Fest. Woohoo. <laughs> Nothing like celebrating birthdays. But Kim, you know, right. it's it's really cool, you know, to to be a part of I can help in a number of ways through the years. Like I said, I've had the I've had the opportunity to do some mentoring for your organization. Um, I've had an opportunity to see how your board works and and in that sense. But just, you know, if we can maybe just take a step back and remind people, like, why did you start to do this? Like, why did you start in the journey to begin? I can help. And um, what does it mean to you today after you've been several years into this? Yeah. So I started it because I was a middle school teacher for 13 years. So shout out to your awkward middle school self, right? (laughs) (laughs) Those moments. Uh, and I literally was getting students coming to me left and right with different situations, everything from fake pages, hate pages, really inappropriate text messages, asking for nude pictures or sending them nude pictures or even just really 
uh, hurtful text messages and they didn't know how to react and how to respond or what to do. Right. So, cause they're just, it's so different. Right. And since like, what do you do with this? So it was constantly having to stop and teach them how to do it and, and kind of have that peace. And so that's the reason why we created this. I can help. It's like, everyone can help. The question is, will you, you know, what will you do uh, to kind of step up and help that person behind that screen if they're ever being attacked or handled differently of, you know, what you're having because anxiety and depression has increased so much, increased 37% since, since social media came out. And so we really just wanted to create a space where everyone felt comfortable and encouraged to, to be able to have a place they felt safe and, and welcome to get those answers. Yeah. What would you say is the predominant, you know, one, two or three things that are the problems that you solve with doing the work with I can help? Like if somebody was going to Google, like I need help with this issue, like what do you find that is most that you're helping, whether it's a teacher or a parent or a student solve, like what are those problems? Yeah. Well, a lot of schools reach out to us because they have a lot of hate pages, fake pages, nude, like a lot of nude pictures. That's the big thing. And they want to get all the students on the same board of like, what's kind of expected to kind of create that culture on their campus and then even how they can do it because we've actually decreased discipline by 30%. And how we do that is if you can decrease your online drama, you can decrease your on-campus drama, which then decreases your discipline, right? So we go in there and we teach the students how to be digital first responders because they're the first ones to the scene when something does go down. So they can like try to stop it right away instead of it allowing it to kind of keep adding more drama and making it worse for the schools to then blow up in their face of like, oh my gosh, we just now have this big issue on our hands. So that's the biggest piece of so schools have reached out to us, especially during like, let's be real, right? Like elections huge because it was, I hate this, these, this, this person that's running for it, or I love this person, no matter which their viewpoint was, then people wanted to attack them. Um, during Black Lives Matters, it was either you're for Black Lives Matters or you're against Black Lives Matters. And so there was a lot of hate pages on both of those things. Um, Asian hate, like those kind of things. So people are like, hey, what do we do? This is how they're responding. It just didn't make their school look good or didn't make them look good or they were targeted. And now with social media, what we're seeing with the students is um, their student, their friends or their peers are creating something and making it look like they created it when they didn't. Uh, so that's kind of been a huge turn that we're seeing that they're trying to get them to be canceled, right? There's that cancel culture mentality. So they're purposely trading, make, making something super hurtful to get them to be canceled, like to be able to have that kind of uh, thing. So that's been the three big pieces we've been working on. But now we're doing a lot of the digital wellness space because mental health is a big issue. Suicide is the number two cause of death for 10 to 24 year olds nationwide. In some states it has to moved up to number one. So we've been definitely supportive of students when they feel overwhelmed, how do you handle this? So it's just giving them the tools on what they can do and just telling them like, it's okay to, you just told me before we started this, she's like, I'm putting my, you know, Des said she's gonna put her phone on, on, on airplane mode. So it's just giving them the best you can put your phone on airplane mode. It's okay, that's the right choice for you at that, that time, whatever is the right thing. So I think those are, the big pieces we've been focusing on because that's where the needs are for sure right now. Yeah, that's it. Well, and it's incredible to think of the evolution of how we got to this point. And when I was chatting with Alexa last week, we were talking about that concept of a digital detox. Like that's a real thing that at, at even a point, a pointed period of time that people have to be intentional about considering even taking because you find yourself going down these rabbit holes or these just landmines possibly <laughs> of spending these countless mm -hmm. hours. Um, and it's, it can be somewhat exhausting because I, I, I think that social media is that double edged sword where you can do so much wonderful things with it. As we, as we know through your organization of just spreading positivity, but then you can also spend so much time that it becomes like, Oh, now you're doing the comparison thing. And there's just so many things that you can um, do that all, all of a sudden you need to take like a little break from it to get back to, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. go having a cup of tea or touching a physical book or doing some of these things that I think in this time with the pandemic and everything has felt a bit foreign to us, 
you know, is like taking a break from technology and feeling like it's okay <laughs> if we take an hour and right. don't touch something and the whole world isn't going to collapse because we missed out on, you know, the latest like Kylie Jenner update or something. Um, not that that isn't fascinating because sometimes, you know, there are very fascinating things that, that come out um, from her or her family members. Um, you know, but uh, I, I, I love the, the, to be able for us to just recognize the, the evolution that we're going through right now with technology and just acknowledge that we do have to do some things, you know, differently. Um, so just to kind of touch on something that you said, because I'm, I'm just still reeling off of the fact that you said like 10 to, t 10 to mid 20 year olds having that problem of, of suicide be something that mm -hmm. is continuously, you know, um, a dominant trend. What, what, um, kind of wellness things do you cover or do you teach, in that space to help combat this problem and tools that like a parent that has to be with this person every day, even after they might've learned some tactics from you, like what is it that they're learning to do differently to help that young formative brain manage their well-being so that they're able to hopefully prevent something like suicide from happening. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, those things where that's the reason why we have students. So Alexa that you had on last week, she is one of our students. So we actually have um, 60, 60 students in our annual program. And then we have 50 in our seasonal program that they're coming in and out for college credit and for experience. And we're in with both those programs together. Uh, we're in 27 states and nine countries. And then we also have over... 250 volunteers that just kind of are there if they need help, right? So that they've signed up to be a volunteer. So whatever we're asking for, then they're kind of there. So the reason why I have that is because we need people like Alexa to be able to be the spokesperson to let students of their age, because this generation, the Gen Z generation wants to hear from their peers because they, they've been lied to so much. And they, you know, there's just kind of that thing they like to learn from their own peers than other people. So that's the big piece why we have that is everything you see on our Instagram page is 100% the students running that. And there are trying to bridge the gap between students, schools and companies. So we can work together on these problems because it's not just the user's issue. It's not just the company's issue. Like we have to come and it shouldn't just be the school's problem, right? It needs to be, we all need to come together to kind of work on this. And so, and, and digital wellness and mental health is number one right now because of, of, the suicide increase, the massive increase. So I think what happens with that internship program is just showing them that your feelings are valid. Like, trust me, there's been times where I am like, oh, I wish I could be as good as Des. Like I look at what she's posting on her page and I'm like, man, she's got it all together. She's got looks so, always so great. And I'm comparing it. Even at the age I'm at, I sit there and do that to myself, right? And at some point that I need to put it down and like, go do something that makes me happy and know that this is what I can do. Right. So showing that and being vulnerable, like that's what this generation also needs to hear. And so as a parent, my suggestion to you is be honest and be more real and be more open with your children about what you're even feeling and making sure that they understand that your feelings are valid and that they're kind of going through, right. So that they can see that you also have those problems. But I think we've been trying to shelter kids for so long uh, and like not show them the bad things so that you don't, allow them to be hurt they need to go through those emotions those are real emotions and then figuring out then they need to know that they can get through those emotions those heavy emotions that they are like things are going to be okay uh and you know life is a roller coaster it's always up and downs so it's just showing them those things and so that's what our nonprofit's trying to do is just to be able to have the spotlight on students having those conversations so other students can kind of hear it from their point of view yeah i think that's huge because it's already complicated enough <laughs> to be <laughs> navigating everything there is as a teenager. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think half the battle is the question of, am I alone? And when you know mm -hmm. you're not, it changes the game a little bit. Because even though you know it's a struggle, it's not like you're going to figure out life as a teenager in a day, in an hour, or by tomorrow. Mm -hmm. You're there in good company. 
with people that you can collectively figure things out together. And I think that's huge. So to have peers step up and share stories and vulnerability, it seems like the biggest um, impact that can be made on the space. So that's, that's awesome. Um, so kind of, you know, switching gears. So now people understand I can help a little bit more and I'm, I'm such a fan. You're probably going to hear me in many episodes <laughs> talk about this organization because I'm just so passionate about what you do and, and also just the untapped potential of where it can be, um, five years from now, 10 years from mm-hmm. now. And the, and, the, and the impact even more globally that it can have. So I guess my question now for you is shifting more towards entrepreneurship, which is now that you've been at this for a few years, what have you learned as far as that, that maybe is a little bit different than you anticipated from when you started this journey and what you wanted? What are the things that are coming up for you now in your experience of being you know, a nonprofit leader, but also an entrepreneur that wants to see something sustain itself for years to come? Like, what are some of the interesting things you're learning? Mm. <laughs> so many things. Like, where do you even <laughs> begin? Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, man, it, it's definitely been a massive journey because I was teaching. I was, happy. I was a PE teacher and leadership teacher. I basically called myself the fun police. I got to go to school and play sports and plan dances and like I, I wasn't ha- like it was such a fun job uh but then when I created this nonprofit, my students were like you're constantly telling us to get out of our comfort zone you've got to get out of your comfort zone you shouldn't just be speaking this program to just the 600 students this is we're in a small town in Byron California that doesn't even have stoplights you need to get out right so the number one thing I definitely want to say is that I learned from an entrepreneur is you have to get you have to get comfortable with the uncomfortable is it's that every single day as an entrepreneur is uncomfortable and I'm just kind of embracing the uncomfortableness because it is something different. Every day is a different challenge. When you think you've got one thing figured out, uh, there's another challenge that comes in your way. Right. And it's like, Oh, I got this figured out. And then growth happens, which that's what you want. But then you've got more problems that come with growth and that come with those different pieces. Right. So you're constantly going to have growing pains. You're constantly going to be in a state of <laughs> uncomfortableness. So I'm going to just point this out. I love the title of this podcast that you're born unbreakable because if you really are in it, like everyone is born unbreakable, you are stronger than you will ever, ever, ever know. Like that is a proven fact. Like it, when you're in a, situation endorphins do come in and so um i I just uh, being unborn breakable because constantly learn new skills new 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 things i just found out from my marketing director who just she actually was our uh intern she then's intern and then she graduated from loyola uh university and we hired her marketing director and we were filming something to make our uh uh, creatives director's birthday we were making a video and I kept filming and when we were going back playback she wasn't in the thing because my sound was on so she quickly because she's a Gen Zer, she quickly looked it up and was able to come tell us like oh when you're in zoom you need a to your computer not to the cloud because it won't save it that way so I'm like oh I just learned something new as an entrepreneur right so I think you're just constantly learning when you think you have something to figure it out another challenge comes up so yeah, it's definitely been a massive journey being this this new role that I have. Yeah, it's and it's also been amazing to be side by side with you through these years of seeing things because I remember the days when you were like, "Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't do that," <laughs> you know, like I'm not a salesperson. You're not going to find me doing that. Like there'll be other mm-hmm. people around me that do that, and then, you know casually and then maybe like a little bit more I remember getting a a text message from you and you're all hey there's this thing called clubhouse I'm like what's a clubhouse is it like a tree house like do we go to it is in like in a like a place where we mm-hmm. get together <laughs> you're like no is this thing where you go and everybody networks and then sure enough I get on there I start dabbling more and you're like leading rooms like hundreds of people are coming into this they're like can I just get a minute with Kim and the people on stage so you could tell me if my bio is good because I'm trying to grow my business and I'm thinking this coming from the person that, you know, like kind of doesn't sell mm-hmm. anything. And then people are fighting to talk to you to figure out if what they're selling 
is good enough because of the way that they're crafting, you know, mar- marketing themselves. And so even even that sl- small example, I'm like, crap, that's been it's been barely a year, you know, since we were having those conversations to now. And I, I don't know if you've taken time to reflect on that, but that would be an interesting thing too to and to know from you is like what have you been surprised about from yourself of mm-hmm. your own growth that you sort of look back from the last six to 12 months and say like, shit, I, I'm kind of like the bomb. I didn't think so, so mm-hmm. much in this area, but like kind of amazing. <laughs> have you had any of those moments? It's okay to brag on yourself a yeah. little bit. <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. Like actually I'm thinking about my post for my, for my birthday, right? Like I want to be able to post something. And again, I want to be able to show vulnerability and that is going to be something I'm going to do is I'm going to reflect back on this past year because I really feel like I have grown. And I think Alexa was a big part of it. Um, a, you know, a student that I can grow from, from, from what I'm learning from these students and even from you, like the different things that you've taught me and like just seeing those different pieces. Um, I, like, the biggest one in my work for the year wipe, because I think that's been, was my hardest thing is, or boost. Some people like the word boost better, but I need to hype myself up because I'm constantly putting spotlight on others before I put it on myself. I don't want to be the spotlight. If that's why it's called, I can help. It's, I want to help others be lifted up and not me. I like to be behind this. I like to be the ghost of I can help. Like I like to be behind the scenes. Um, but I knew that I needed to have a word where I hype myself up and be my own cheerleader this past year because I wasn't, I wasn't being kind to myself. I was saying I'm not smart enough. Uh, <laughs> I don't know enough. I can't do this. And that's not like my personality. Like I'm, I've been like, Hey, you can do whatever you, you know, kind of want, but that mentality was definitely there. Um, I felt like I was getting constantly uh, like belittled by myself. So that's, I've had a like, tell myself, man, you're doing a great job, like more and more. So that's something I can definitely look back of like celebrating the small wins has definitely been a huge, huge uh, piece this year. Yeah. And I, I also think it's a good reminder because we're really good at beating ourselves up about mm. all the things we didn't do, all the goals that we, you know, maybe we didn't meet a hundred percent because we're just often it's easier to just nitpick at what didn't happen Mm -hmm. instead of celebrate what, what did or what is happening. So I think that's a really, really good reminder. So I guess that brings me to another question, which is what's next for Kim Carr? What's next for I can help. What does that Mm -hmm. future look like of the next three to five years? Yeah. Well, I just signed paperwork uh, that. Our new official names now. Our company name is called Hashtag it Help, and we end every year called Digital for Good. So I just signed paperwork that Digital for Good. We're going to make that our actual main title of our company. So anybody who wants to make Digital for Good will come to us, right? And then how they can because it's resonating more with companies because they actually understand Hashtag it Help. No one's everyone's like, well, what do you do? What do you help with? When you call it Digital for Good. It just makes sense. We're trying to make digital for good. That's what we're doing. You come and help us. And then underneath digital for good, it's how you can help is you can help be a part of our community. You can help uh, uh, educate, which is our courses and curriculum. And you can help us lead, which is our internship and mentorship, right? So uh, I'm super excited about that. We're, we haven't made a game plan of how we're going to roll that out and what that's going to look like, but it just makes sense. And I think that's going to be a big step. Then the next one's going to be writing a book because I just know that's uh, and just telling the stories of what I've I've learned from these students and what these students can teach other adults and uh, you know students because there's it's just so many valuable lessons from the different uh, digital for good winners. Uh, I'm just impressed with on a regular basis. Like Alexa was one of our digital for good winners. Like she created Bristol compliments, this like cute little Instagram page back, you know, when she was in middle school that she got tired of seeing the negative pages on her thing. And so they found a solution. They are 12, 13 year olds find a solution for a problem and it was to make a page called Bristol Compliments where they got to shout out their friends and people got to feel good instead of feeling bad about themselves. And it started like it 
people started first it was them creating them all of them but then all of a sudden people started pushing them out because they wanted to get shouted out like people want that for their friends and for themselves and so that i'm just inspired on a regular basis with these students who are using digital for good and so why not highlight that and then why not spotlight it on some adults who are using digital for good and you know like yourself that have a cool podcast or you bring on really amazing people who are using digital for good to be able to you know change this and and use it so that's that's definitely the next two big pieces that we're working on. The next thing is I'd love to see our students have a podcast that's also like in the three-year span is having a podcast with the students. They can interview other students. They can interview, you know, adults in the in the in the um, in the industry, right? Any kind of people who are using digital for good, um, using educators, that kind of piece. So that's those are the three big projects that we have in the next three to five years. That is so exciting. I'm <laughs> like so thrilled about this. And I, and I also feel like it's like breaking news. I'm like, Kim Carr just announced the name of the organization is Digital for Good. Um, it's like a commercial ad, but it- You heard it first here. Yeah, you heard it first here. First on the Born Unbreakable podcast show. Um, uh, <laughs> but it's funny because I, I was kind of bantering back and forth with Alexa. And this is also the beauty, I think, of just creative energy and like mm. that whole power of ideas and, and brainstorming is um, we were talking about that idea of a podcast and just like how cool would it be like as that, you know, as that kept going and just the, you know, the importance of the commitment behind that um, to make sure that uh, we're, you know, thinking about those guests and, and bringing quality content forward and, you know, all the things that are attached to doing something like that. And I, I think it's exciting because there's, so much rich energy and so many different topics that students especially can discuss with each other, kind of going back to your point about peers, you know, learning, learning from each other more than anybody else in some, in some ways that, um, that next wave, you know, of the future to also create something that's timeless because you can actually go back, you know, yeah. and students from, three, you know, three years can listen back. And it's just kind of, it's like, like a movie. It's like, Hey, did you ever see that movie? Well, yeah, it's from a few years ago and you could go watch it. It's, that's kind of cool. That podcast sort of serve in that same way where you can go back in time and, and pick up that stuff. So I'm excited and I'm excited to be a part of, you know, the, this next, um, thing because I, th I also think it's going to be big, which you and I have talked about. I've talked about with the business committee as well, um, mm -hmm. just the impact of being able to connect even more with co uh, corporate, you know, sponsors and, and just uh, companies because you're absolutely right. That message of digital for good is something that people really can relate to and are striving for um, in their, in their businesses too. It's like what, what can they do that that really speaks to that language? So there's going to be a lot of good things that come from that. So exciting. Okay. Well, I want to shift gears into some questions for you because mm -hmm. as we talked about with the notion of born unbreakable is um, being unapologetically who we are as individuals. And I, I think it, it's important for us to embrace that. So I have some questions for people to get to know Kim Carr a little bit better. That's exciting. Put you on the spot, yeah. on, the, on the birthday spot. <laughs> uh. I have to throw in some hard, hard questions that are like different. Uh. Um, but, I'll, but, I'll, but the first one is, is maybe a little bit easier, which is um, what are three words that best describe you? Well, I'm just going to confess that whenever there's a bio or dating profile thing, I always <laughs> have my friends fill it out. I never fill it out for myself. <laughs> That's the best comment that I've heard all day. <laughs> I, oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm happy to talk about other people so much. And then, like, when it comes down to myself, it's so hard and almost torturous. So, But as an entrepreneur, I am going to embrace the uncomfortableness. So thank you for putting me in a new uncomfortable position uh, <laughs> so I can keep growing in this, <laughs> this unbreakable life that I have. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, three words that describe. <laughs> and I thought this was an easy question. 
No, it's definitely not. Um, I think I am authentic. I think that's what people, I'm going to go with words that I've heard people describe me as. I'm very authentic. I'm very real. I, <laughs> I don't, you'll know when I'm mad at you or if I'm sad or if I have like, that was a dumb idea. Like it usually just raids in my mind. So I'm very authentic. I will tell you how it is. Um, that's definitely one of them. The second one I think is I'm very passionate. Like I'm a very passionate person. I'd love to hear your passions so I can help make your passions like come to life. I always tell the students, like, tell me your dreams so I can help them with their dreams. Cause I just love being, I'm very passionate about helping others and letting them see that the, those goals are. Uh, the third one, hmm. I will go with, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> hmm. I guess I'm going to say competitive. I'm, I am very competitive um, with myself mainly, but it's just, uh, I think that's, that's definitely who I am. My mom and I were playing pickleball when I was home and she kept saying, my daughter's so competitive. My daughter, I'm like, mm, that's because I learned it from you mother. Like, so just saying, but yeah, like I'm, I think those are the three things of who I am. Yeah. That's awesome. You have to embrace that. I know that was a little bit painful right now to just confess <laughs> those things about yourself. Mm -hmm. That's that's really good though, and I would I would actually say that those are really accurate. For for as long as I've known you, I would definitely pick out those words. I've seen I've I've seen that, and um, in everything that you do. The authenticity and passion is so is so dominant, and I honestly think that's been a staple of why you have been so successful is because of how genuine you are in the spaces that you work with people. And um, I, it was so cool. I actually got to participate in this uh, photo shoot that Kim was doing um, to, to get some cool, new, awesome photos of just all the kinds of uh, people that, that collaborate with I Can Help. And it was such a testament, you know, because I, I see it all the time online. And I don't know if it's just the whole, we live in a world now where everything is so virtual, but to be able to have an in-person mm -hmm. experience, I, maybe it's because they're more rare. And so you have maybe a newfound appreciation for those moments because they're kind of far and a few between in this new like world order that we're all trying to figure out um, of just how many people are, you know, a part of your universe and are so proud to be there. It was so mm. funny, you know, talking to people who are both parents, but also teachers and mentors, yep. like kind of there's sometimes there's individuals that play multiple roles uh, in your organization and seeing us come together and, and have those connections with each other. Like, oh, my gosh, I watched you on LinkedIn the other day when you, you know, posted this or I saw, you know, you were doing a live on this and and you mm -hmm. feel like, you know, them and you're just meeting them for the first time. But you're everybody's so connected. And and to just think that you are the person that brought them all together, it's very much because of your authenticity and passion that that happen so despite you being shy about choosing your words you're very accurate <laughs> thank you well and i and when i think about it like that word is just connection like i just that's i definitely love connecting people with the right people and uh that they feel you know super involved which is awesome so yeah yeah so spot on. I love that. Okay. My next mm -hmm. question for you is, uh, what is something that you're working on improving? Mm. For myself? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I definitely, like I said, it's definitely embracing the small wins is a, a constant, uh, a constant battle and the negative talk, like the, trying to silence my own negative self, negative talk, you know, the self-sabotaging kind of a piece. That's something that I'm definitely trying to work on and, and um, have because it is so easy to compare yourselves to others and be like, Oh, I should have done this better. Or I could have, you know, done more or whatever. So it's, that's what I'm trying to work on is just celebrating my wins and being more like, ha like being like, dang, you're really awesome at these kind of things, but it, it's really hard. I mean, that's not something you can do overnight and, it's a daily struggle and uh, appreciate, you know, myself, you know, more of what I have accomplished and where I'm going and, you know, 
helping that kind of stuff. I think that's definitely what I've been trying to work on for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like what, what would it look like if we all had a, a different conversation with ourselves every day to say, what, what, what were my wins today? Because most of the time it's like, crap, these are all the 17 things I didn't get to. That sucks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A lot of times it's just, it's, it's coming from that different lens. Like, and it's funny how it's harder to push ourselves in that direction. It's very easy to just kind of put yourself in a self-sabotaging position. Um, yeah, the practice of gratitude, the practice of gratitude is so important. And I figured that's a big way it didn't get me through it because I'm one of those people, I will not give you uh, a compliment to like have really earned it, but I'm realizing you can find a compliment no matter how small it is. And it definitely goes farther than, than anything else. Right. Like it just, sometimes people don't have the confidence. What I've found out is like, sometimes you need to give them a compliment so that they can get the confidence to be able to go to the next step, right. To be able to have the next, that next thing. And I, that's been holding, like that was a big thing that I found out. And so I'm still continuously working on that of, of being even more grateful because I think it just helps, helps with the next piece of, being grateful for yourself too. Yeah. I think it's a great, it's a great practice. And especially when you're feeling um, stressed or angry, frustrated, when you shift mm-hmm. into to gratitude, it's difficult to be both, you know, to stay in that, in that um, zone yeah. of negativity or frustration when you're thinking about all the things that you're grateful for. So it's definitely definitely a good practice. If it's something that you don't do today, it's it's something that if you start, it'd be amazing to see how much it changes, you know, your life. Um, okay, what is a self limiting belief that you've had to work on overcoming? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this is an easy one. <laughs> uh, it, I'm stupid. Um, I got held back in third grade. And I think ever since then, it's just like, I have just always thought I'm too stupid to do anything that I can't figure it out. Um, I didn't get very good grades even in high school. And I actually cheated a lot in high school. Like I copied a lot of homework from people and test. And, uh, but then in college, like I've kind of figured that I figured like, okay, I need a actually do stuff so in college I actually graduated with summa cum laude it was because I put the work and the energy in because I wanted to prove it to myself that I was smart enough so I think that's in constantly hearing people say like oh you're so stupid kind of a thing I just that's something I'm definitely been figuring out of how to charter that so me I'm not a technology person was never a technology person and then I started this nonprofit all about technology and how to use it positively and I it's definitely has been challenging of like, okay, you can, you can figure this out. And if you can't figure it out, like, then you have somebody, you know, there that can, you know, go through it. And it's been interesting because the people who are, I, I see them as tech savvy, right? Like they struggle with it too. And I'm like, oh, so it's not just me. Like, I'm not alone. Like you said before, right? Like when you feel like you're not so alone, it just helps you kind of get through that next, that next piece. Yeah. It's, it's so crazy. Cause I, I'm hearing you say this and I just want to thank you for being so vulnerable is, mm. you know, when, when I hear that there was this, this time that you felt that way about yourself of feeling, you know, stupid or not enough and the struggles with technology and then see that you became a teacher that's also teaching digital for good. It's like the ultimate I don't know if comeback is the right word, but just, you know, overcoming that you can go from mm-hmm. just uh, a place of, you know, struggle mm-hmm. um, to a place of triumph in terms of uh, just kind of staying after it and, and committing to, to working through things that are very difficult, um, you know, because I'm sure that it... it through that journey, it wasn't easy to become a teacher and, you know, do all of that with, yeah. with you having that in the back of your mind. 
Well, I think that's the big two piece is with our internship program, like we, I know students are going to fail. And uh, like, I, again, I got, I was held back in third grade. So I constantly felt like a failure um, during that time. And I'm now at that place where I'm like, I just got to keep failing forward. It's okay if I fail. It's just as long as you fail forward, right? Like, and you learn from it, you can pick yourself up and, and keep having that mindset of failing forward and, and having that. So like Digital for Good is a perfect example. Like we've had the goal of trying to get 100,000 people to um, to tune in. We got like the first year, um, well, sorry, the second year of getting the numbers, we were up to like 15,000 people because classes are having uh, watch parties. Companies are having watch parties and they have their employees listen in and tune in. I will tell you that I feel like we failed forward this year because we actually was all virtual. People were zoomed out, you know, at that time. Um, I think our numbers are at like very small, like it went from, you know, 20 something people to down to like only like 2,500. But it's like, but at the same time, I have to find that small win. The small win this year was that it was uh, it's all recorded. So it's all great quality of videos and we're breaking them down to smaller pieces and we're going to be able to make, use them for a longer period of time and use it as curriculum. So it's just like, I'm failing forward of learning from it. And like, what can we do differently to be able to have that piece? And the interns are coming to us because they know they can fail because I'm so, you know, it's okay to fail. Like, let's, let's just, let's fail together. <laughs> let's figure this out together. And then yeah. we're having tech companies like Twitter, you know, people, uh, one of our greatest mentor, London Lee, she comes to us when she wants to try. She never done a Twitter chat. She works for Twitter. She works in the non the nonprofit space. Has never done a Twitter chat. Wow. She came to us to be her first Twitter chat because she knew we were a comfortable space that if you know that this is the right spot for her to come to so that she can learn and grow from. And here she is, the adult that works for Twitter and like came to us to be able to have that experience. I just think it's so cool to to kind of see that full cycle. Wow. That is so awesome. I love that. I love hearing that. Okay. My next question for you is what is one thing that you want to see changed in the world? Uh, I definitely think we just need to hear each other more. Uh, I don't think we're listening to people. I think we're, we're just right into what's your opinion instead of actually sitting back and listening and because everyone has a different story you have different stories different experiences and again i'm going to go back to your podcast title because it is so genius it's like you're born unbreakable but everyone has some story that's made them who they're born into and different experiences and love hearing your stories of what you know the experiences that you've been through right it's definitely made you who you are you know losing your dad at a young age like that's made you who you are. Not, I still have my dad. He just turned 75. That's made me who I am in a different way, right? So everyone's got different stories and we just need to listen more and uh, uh, start understanding like they're, they're all people, like everyone's people. And we just need to, yeah, listen to, to yeah. what they're saying. Yeah, and it's, it's amazing that we have that common denominator. We have that capability to do it yet it's obviously proven challenging, you know, as we've yeah. seen in diff different different times and different uh, struggles through our world and through our culture where it's because of a lack of listening and understanding that, you know, we've brought to points of different tension to many of the things that you've already articulated that you're, you're, you know, actually working through with like Black Lives Matter or Asian hate or mm. digital wellness. I mean, these are all spaces where there can be a lot of different opinions and feelings and um, strong emotions. Uh, but, and, and, you know, it's interesting too, because there's always going to be differences, you know, we're, we're going to come to the table on everything from politics to economics to, you know, social and cultural norms. Um, and it's inevitable. And so I think it's really, really mm -hmm. fascinating to think about what the world could look like if we if we took more time to pay attention and listen and understand each other. Um, so, yeah, I, pre I appreciate I appreciate that a lot. Your insights on that. Um Okay, what is one of the best pieces of advice that you've ever been given? Uh, um, what has been my best advice? 
Uh, to not take life so seriously. I definitely think mm. that's been something I've, you know, I've had to kind of have in the back of my head to not take life so seriously. So that's, that's constantly going through my head. I don't know who told me that. I have no clue, <laughs> but <laughs> it is something that I try to uh, embrace as much as I can. Yeah. We do that a lot in America. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. funny. I feel, you know, mm-hmm. the more, so I'm just going to, you know, kind of call that out a little bit because I've, as I have more international experiences and, you know, for me, that was late, a little later in life. I, I meet so many young people now, like I interviewed Melky a couple weeks ago and mm-hmm. she's gone to 53 countries as a 13 year old, you know, so I'm cool. like, well, I need to catch up on, on life here. Um, but I, I meet people from all around the world and they have fun. And I, I realized mm-hmm. like, wow, we are really serious over here all the time about yeah. everything. And, and, and like you said, even, even things like failure, that, that actually can be fun because there's so much learning in it, but we just, you know, we make it miserable sometimes because we're always just, you know, moving on to the next thing and not even taking time to just pause and enjoy the, the, the accomplishments. We're just like, okay, mm-hmm. that was nice. Next, moving on next. It's like, man, we don't, we don't take enough time yeah. to do that. So that's, oh, I love that. Um, what, you know, how, what, what can we do, Kim, to support you on your journey or for the next chapter mm-hmm. of I Can Help? Like, what's a call, what's a call, what calls to action would you say right now that you're looking for for yourself or your, the organization that for those listening, um, they, they can make their, their contribution in some way to make an impact? What would that, what would you say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we always say our our line is everybody can't help. The question is, will you, right? So everyone can help. There's so many different roles can partake in our nonprofit. Uh, Des is actually on our steering committee in the business side of it because I definitely, business is not my comfort zone. So I'm just trying to get people who are in the business realm to help us give us, you know, the right kind of advice on how to make sponsorship packets and, and who do we team up with? How do we find those right kind of people? Because we are... Uh, COVID did hit us strong because most of our money came from schools and hiring us to do school presentations and uh, buying our curriculum. It hit us hard. So figuring out how can we get more sponsors to help us out with the internship program and with our courses to keep because technology is constantly changing and evolving. So we need to make sure those courses are always up to date and having it there. So uh, if you have business sense, like that's one thing we are looking for is more people there to be able to help us um, with those kind of decisions. We're always looking for mentors. So we have different committees, um, everything from digital media, marketing, video production, uh, um, content creation, um, what else? So business development, uh, business research. So we have different people who are mentors for those students. Um, I just had a meeting with our video team and uh, they actually are meeting with one of our video mentors who's, he's, you know, he's a, uh, at the IGTM, the like bios for people who are celebrities who've had videos or actors. They looked them up. They're like, oh my gosh, he's so cool. He does documentaries. Like, yeah, like this is so neat that they get to go take their video project, get it be seen by a professional. He's going to give them advice to be able to have that piece. And now they're um, adding them on LinkedIn. So then they have a new action. And so they have someone who's in the field so that they can ask questions of like, when it is time, they're ready to graduate that they can ask him questions about, you know, how do I, how do I get into this? So it's just been so cool to be able to see that mentoring. So you can help with that as for sure. Um, you can donate. There's so many different ways you guys can help. A lot of people who are mentors, they actually have the give back program where they get paid to be a mentor with us and then their company pays them to kind of uh, volunteer with us as well. So there's so many, and you can simply follow us um, on our social media pages. It's I Can Help Official uh, and engage with us. We want you to engage. We don't want to just be students. We want adults to also participate in the conversation we're having. And uh, um, yeah, so many different ways that you can be a part of it and, and uh keep the conversation going to say you did help. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So definitely starting with, um, I can help.net is a website, mm-hmm. which is how people can see, um, those different ways to contribute. Like you said, whether that's donating or actually signing up to be a mentor and then, um, at I can help official, 
we'll make sure that's in the show notes so people can be reminded of that. But um, I so appreciate you, Kim. I appreciate just everything that you're doing in the world. Um, it, you know, it's, I, I've had a bit more, I think, of reflection um, being a part of sharing in this organization with you because it started out really thinking about your business and, and thinking about it from the lens of how you grow. But I've, I've come around to connecting so much more with the students that you have and seeing the, the legacy that will be left, you know? So I feel like I, I went from looking at a point in time of just what the organization needed to do to now seeing that it's so much bigger, like, you know, Mm -hmm. years down the road, what, what it's, well, already what it's doing today, but just the continuous growth that's going to happen. And so much is predicated on the students and just what they Mm -hmm. wake up and do every day because of their, their level of creativity. It just blows me away. And I've had such a deeper appreciation for their, their specific contribution to what's making this what it is. So I just, I want to call that out for those that are listening. Um, about the students (laughs) that are in your life, you know, whether they're your own children, um, whether you Mm -hmm. are a teacher or a caregiver, maybe they're not, you know, your kids, but they're your kids in another way. You're adopted, you know, maybe you're adopted Mm -hmm. kids because you're, you're in their lives. But um, we, as adults, I think we do have an incredible responsibility to, to nurture and harness, you know, the experiences of young people that are doing so much more today and I think have so much more pressure just given the, the landscape that we're in because their reach can go very far, you know. They have YouTube channels <laughs> now. Like YouTube didn't exist for us, you know, for those of yeah. us who grew up decades ago. We had to like, we snail mailed, you know. We, we had... <laughs> kind of like archaic ways of reaching people or maybe had to do a postcard marketing of something. But today, um, the young leaders have such a greater platform. And so I, I think with mm-hmm. that, as the adults and mentors in their lives, we too have a responsibility to, to help them utilize those platforms in ways that are going to help them to be even more effective and more successful. So. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, I mean, you as a mentor, I hope you realize like what you've actually, I mean, even Alexa was like, right after she got done with the podcast, she sent me a text and was just like, I just love Coach Taz. Like that was the most amazing experience ever. Like I just know like that's what's so cool is where you're giving back to, to our future and like they're thriving and they love their confidence blossoms because they have people like you that's a role model and someone who can tell them that they believe in them and that they're making the right decisions. So it's just, it's very powerful. So thank you for what you've done. Yeah. Thank you so much for letting me be a part of it. I definitely feel like Mm -hmm. a panel is a thing that we have to, you know, curate and get some, uh, um, you know, uh, more voices together. Um, maybe talking about some, some more specific things that, that the students are working on together. Cause I, I do think a lot of the projects and things they have in the works are really powerful. So, um, I certainly mm-hmm. hope that, you know, those listening today got something, you know, out of our conversation, uh, whether you're on your journey in entrepreneurship in some way, whether you're a parent, you know, navigating the waters of your, your child out there in the universe in this digital, uh, technology, social media, uh, dominated world. Um, you know, or just somebody that's on your on the, on the growth path. You know, at the end of the day, I think we're we're all human beings, and we're here to to learn and grow together. And if this podcast in any way has helped you to do that, then Kim and I have uh, served our our mission. <laughs> you know, for the last hour together. Um, but Kim, um, I get to look to forward to more birthday fun with you. So I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to that. So we'll continue the fun even after the show, but thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy schedule and no less on your birthday week to spend some time with me. I really appreciate it. Oh my gosh. And, uh, just to, to sign off because we need to hype ourselves up more and it's official cow festa cowbell. So I'm just saying... Hype yourself up more. 
<laughs> yeah. If there's one thing that you took away from this, be your own hype person. Hype yourself up more. That's a great, that's a great that's note right. to end on. Awesome, Kim. Well, we'll definitely be doing more collaborations together. I'm so grateful for you, my friend. And uh, we'll chat again soon. Thanks, thanks, Des. Thanks. Kim Carr, co-founder of Hashtag I Can Help, now officially called Digital for Good. Incredible to have her on the show. I'm so proud, as I've said before, to be a part of the organization as a mentor, as a partner on the business committee. So many amazing things in the future happening for this organization. But what did I take away from the episode? There are many things, but one of the things that really struck me from my conversation with Kim is this whole notion of getting out of your comfort zone. That is applicable to life, whether we're talking about your career, whether we're talking about relationships or something new that you're embarking upon, getting out of your comfort zone is so important. You never know what's going to happen until you actually take the first step and get started. It's about having progress and not perfection, and we have to push ourselves to do that. So if you are in life experiencing something right now that you have been toiling, you've been pondering, pontificating, reflecting on, you wake up every day and think about it and you haven't quite taken that step, get out of your comfort zone. Take a chance, take a risk, do what it takes to take that first step to make a difference in that area that you're trying to break through in. I think the second message that I love about her mentioning uh, is, is failing forward. I think we've seen some really great influences talk about this very thing. Will Smith is one of the, the people that I think you can find quotes about how he talks about failing forward. When you think about the Michael Jordans of the world and people that we see their accolades getting celebrated, what we have to remember is all the things in between that didn't go their way, that didn't work out for them. And that is the human experience. There's going to be more times that we're told no. There's going to be more times that we experience something different than what we anticipated. And you might call it failure, or you might call it the opportunity to learn, grow, and get better. It's all about the way that you look at it. So use those things. Think about that thing that happened to you this week that didn't quite go your way, but you got back up and decided to keep persevering anyways, because there was a lesson and a blessing in it. Think about that. And I think the other big thing I would say is this piece about listening and how important it is to do that. Often we have something to say and we have an opinion to share, especially as we acquire more knowledge and experience ourselves. But listening goes a long way. And I think Alexa helped us realize that last week too. It's not about agreeing. It's about taking the time to understand. So I love that Alexa and Kim are reminding us of the importance of that uh, human understanding that we can move forward in the world and still coexist and have unique views while also having respect for one another. Follow a hashtag I can help at I can help official. I promise that there are so many ways that you can contribute big and small and you won't regret the contribution because the impact goes far beyond what you think it does. Our students, our youth are doing so much more and having so much more of a far reach through the internet and all the platforms and connections that they have today than ever before. So let's be responsible and, and take that social responsibility to be a part of enriching the lives of youth um, and making a difference by participating in things like I Can Help. 
and all of the amazing things that they're doing. Thank you for tuning in to the show. Please continue to reach out to me. I love the ideas, the topics, the feedback. It gives me such a burst of energy. Shout out to Ava Media Productions for making sure that all of this content is put together in a way that reaches you in the most impactful way. And this is about you. This show is all about you and your journey to be born unbreakable, like Kim talked about, to crush your self-limiting beliefs and be unapologetically who you are meant to be uniquely on this earth. So just remember that you are your only limit and take action today, today, right now, as you're walking away from this podcast and doing the next thing, think about the action that you can take today for yourself and pay it forward and share this episode with someone who needs to hear it. Thanks for tuning in to the Born Unbreakable podcast, and I'll see you next week for another inspirational episode.